Hello, everybody. Welcome to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? A Blind Life Perspective. I am your host, Victor Gouveia. And today we've actually got a special treat. Um, remember, if you like what you're about to hear, slam down that like button. And definitely, uh, if you think somebody can benefit from whatever we say here, go ahead and share it with them. And uh, definitely subscribe if you want to catch more videos from us. We, uh, we are starting to become fairly popular in terms of releasing our shows. We have a lot of things coming up. And uh, at some point, I will send you guys an update of all of that. Hopefully, in the near future. <laughs> but um, in the meantime... Very rarely um, do we have someone who comes to this uh, to North America living the quote-unquote what's called the American dream. And uh, you kind of have to admire something like that. That they're able to get the piece of the pie that they're looking for, but also enjoy it while they're doing it. They're not hurting anybody. If anything, they're helping people during their exploits. And at the same time, their, their uh, presence just benefits all of humanity. And, um, I mean, that's the case for my next guest, who has, <clears throat> excuse me, who has not only started, a, I mean, she's got a job. She's got a music career, and she's got a non-for-profit agency that she's founded. I mean, this woman has a lot on her plates, and she just told me that she's got a, a and, and I'm going to say it like she did, quote-unquote, a side hustle uh, of selling jewelry as well. So, I mean, it, it's, it's like this woman is full and abundant with energy. And I am, of course, talking about Elizabeth L. Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Victor. Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I can't imagine being so busy as you. I mean, I'm busy just managing the channel. <laughs> so I can imagine what you're going through. Because you're, uh, I mean, okay, let's start at the beginning. Can I start with... The very first question I ask all my guests, what is your visual acuity? Um, I don't exactly know. It, it's very small, uh, very low, I should say. I don't know, maybe 20 over 4,000 or something. <laughs> I'm very nearsighted. Um, right, right. Mm -hmm. Do we know what that's caused by? Oh, yes. Uh, it's optic optic nerve atrophy. So basically a lot of dead... Um, undeveloped optic nerves. Oh, I see. And and was that something that you developed from birth, or was it something that came about? Um, it's as far as I can remember, I've had that eye condition, so uh, I assume that it's from birth. Okay. Okay. And were okay. And and just so everyone knows, you weren't actually born in the U.S. That's correct. I was born in South Korea. South Korea. And um, are you, do you feel comfortable giving everyone your, your history in South Korea? Oh, definitely. Yes. Um, so when I was about three years old, uh, I was abandoned at a market uh, by my biological mother. Um, I mean, there could have been other people there. I don't really remember, but I just I just remember my birth mother being there. Right. Um, and then I was found by a policeman and taken to an orphanage where I lived for 10 months. Um, mm -hmm. But then I was very fortunate and adopted by a couple um, in the United States. And, and then I came, uh, that's how and why I came to the United States. Right. And, and. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, the couple is actually visually impaired, are they not? Oh, yes, they are. They're totally blind. They're totally blind. Yes. Uh, and, that's in and that's interesting because a lot of blind parents 
find themselves having a hard time adopting because of uh, stereotypes and generalities. Did your parents find they had to go through that? Yes, unfortunately, that was the case with them and other parents as well. Mm -hmm. um, they were rejected by quite a few adoption agencies because of their blindness. But then they right. actually found um, an agency that um, dealt with children with disabilities. And right. um, that was how they uh, were able to find their way into adoption and, and be accepted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That must have been interesting. I'll, I'll have to talk to them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, and not only did they adopt me, but um, after, well, I was the third, actually. <laughs> uh, wow. So, okay. So they adopted four children, um, mm -hmm. all, all from South Korea, all of whom have uh, some sort of disability. And at some point, I mean, I have to imagine that were you the oldest or the youngest to be adopted? Um, yes, at the age of adoption, I was the oldest. You were the oldest? Yes. And, uh, I mean, were they looking for anything in particular or were they... Sorry, bear with me. <laughs> Sorry, my dog okay. is going a little bit crazy. <laughs> Um, were they looking for anything in particular, like a boy or a girl specifically, or? I don't think so. I think they just really had such a strong desire to adopt children mm -hmm. that they, you know, were open to take, um, any child that they, uh, would be allowed to adopt. And after they adopted, um, the first one, then the agency actually came to them uh, and asked, you know, would you be interested in adopting more? And, okay. and that's what happened with that. Well, they must be really good parents if, if they're actually being sought out for adoption. Yes, I think, um, you know, it, it's it's a very um, sort of uh, thorough process, you know, that, that people go through to yeah. be approved for adoption. And um, yes, I, I guess they... Uh, I guess, you know, they were deemed successful, so that's great. <laughs> have you have you always known you were adopted, or did you learn that at a later age? Oh, yes, I have. Um, you know, my parents always told us that we were special um, because, you know, they chose us to be their children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing to say to a child. It is. It's very anything. sweet. And and you've made the best of it because you have, well, uh, completely made them proud by getting employment. And I mean, did you go to a regular school or were you? Did you go to a blind school, in particular? I actually was mainstreamed. I, I did go to a school with sighted children um, because while there was a school or there is a school for the blind in maryland where i grew up mm -hmm. but um at the time it had become a school for children with multiple disabilities uh, as well as blindness oh okay so um they uh they were more focused on on uh, special needs or multiple disabilities at that point okay um, okay so <clears throat> and even finding the right mainstream school was a challenge uh, at first but eventually we did find it or they right. found it i should say <laughs> right and was it i mean the access accessible technology at that point was was it any help at all in school or or were you still running around with tape recorders and stuff like that oh uh, yes it was very different back then uh we're talking like you know 30 years ago <laughs> yeah so yeah. um so I, I did have a computer at school, but not one with JAWS. Um, you know, I could just type like, you know, quick answers, for example, for mm -hmm. a quiz or something. Right. <clears throat> um, I did have a, a manual, oh, like a yeah manual tape recorder, not a digital, you know, fancy recorder that there is nowadays. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I did have like the Braille writer, the clunky Braille writer. Right. Um, which, you know, is, is great and, and was great for its time, um, the slate and stylus. I did later get the uh, the Braille 
light, um, you know, the Braille computer, like electronic note taker. Okay. Um, and things like that. And and do you find, uh, I mean, is Braille easy for you? Um, well, my parents made sure to teach that to me um, at a young age. Right. So, so for me, it does. It does. Uh, it is, you know, second so, nature. So Braille is the only writing you know. In other words, the only literacy you know. Well, I I do read print as well, but um, right. because uh, when I went when I started off in first and second grade at the public school, my my teachers thought that I should use as much vision vision as I should. They actually didn't want me to use Braille, but my parents were very adamant about me <clears throat> using Braille. Excuse me, and um, but but I am grateful also to have learned print and some cursive. But just print is very inefficient for me because it has to be very bold, very large, very right. close, and, and extremely slow. Right, right, right. And it must be easy for you if you have a, a magnifier, I'd imagine. Um, well, it would have to be <clears throat> like not standard magnification. Right. It would have to be like something you could achieve with a, a CCTV or something. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And and you went to a normal high school, of course. Did you graduate? I did, yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I actually went to the same school. It was a small private school. Um, the middle of fourth grade uh, through graduation of high school. Right. And did you go to education, post-high school education or...? Oh, yes. I, I went to college after that. Um, I majored in uh, Spanish and communications. Oh, so you speak Spanish fluently? Uh, pretty much. Um, like, a, a lot of my Spanish is textbook. Um, and then sometimes I have trouble understanding people if they speak, like, really, really quickly. Like right. The, like the people, Spanish speakers in New York. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, but I, I am fluent in, in Spanish. Wow. So, I mean, are you are you hoping to eventually move on to a job where you speak both Spanish and English? Well, actually, believe it or not, in my current job, I do get quite a few opportunities to speak Spanish. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. But at, at one point, I did want to become an interpreter or a translator mm -hmm. uh, for Spanish, but I, I decided not to go that route. Um, right. Now, I have to ask, do you actually speak Korean? I do. I, I, I jokingly say to people, I, I speak like two and a half languages because, <laughs> because um, I forgot all the Korean that I spoke when I first came to the U.S. Uh -huh. um, so I had to go back and relearn it as right. an adult. Um, <clears throat> so I speak like basic conversational Korean, but I still have a lot of vocabulary words that I don't know. Right. And other, um, there's different sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, modes or dialect. forms. Yes, dialect as, as well as like forms of Korean, for example, like there's very formal speech, uh, right. like in the news or like, for example, a pastor sermon where they use very difficult words that mm. you wouldn't use in everyday speech. Right, so right. a lot of that I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, my wife is Filipino, and they have so many dialects over there. I, I lost count at about 50. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm Portuguese, so we only have two dialects, Brazilian and Portuguese. So right. we're rather uh, uh, common by that. Oh, nice. Now, do you speak Portuguese? <laughs> I know this is your interview, but <laughs> No, no, I have no problem <laughs> answering your question. And uh, I used to actually speak five languages. Oh, wow. Um all the Latin languages, Italian, Spanish, uh, Portuguese, uh, French, stuff like that. But living with my wife for the last uh, 20 years or so, I've uh, almost completely forgotten how to speak that stuff. Oh, okay. So it's your I mean, wife's I fault. I feel no, so bad. It is, actually. <laughs> I can I can happily say it's her fault <laughs> because she doesn't speak any of those languages. Right. And yeah. I, don't, I don't speak... Tagalog, right, and uh, of course her dialect, which is Pangasinan, but um, 
you know, every so often, I'll, you know, she's talking to a friend in Filipino and I'll just say, I, I you know what? I just listen for my name. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, there's no uh, Filipino equivalent to Victor. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, I, even it, though there should be, you would think. You you think, yeah. Is and Elizabeth is your stage name, Elizabeth L. Well, Elizabeth is actually yes, Elizabeth L is my stage name. Elizabeth is actually my middle name, uh, my mm -hmm. given middle name. Um, right. You know that my my parents gave me when I was adopted. Right. Um, right. I, I was just gonna. Uh, just for the Portuguese, I was just going to say tudo bem. <laughs> That's actually Spanish, but okay. It is? Yeah. Uh -huh. Tudo bem? Well, it's both. Oh, Unfortunately, okay, okay. Spanish and Portuguese have, are interspersed because they're so, uh, they're so similar. Yes. Well, uh, I, did, I did visit Brazil, um, but we won't. Did you really? I did, yes. So. Oh, wow. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> was ahead. that a pleasure trip or a business trip? Um, it was both. It was with a nonprofit organization that I've been involved with since I was in high school for Koreans with disabilities. Okay. And believe it or not, there are, I mean, you probably know this, but a lot of other people may not know there are a lot of Koreans in Brazil mm -hmm. and all over. So um, we went, um, like I, I did speaking and singing engagements over there in Brazil. Mm -hmm. um, and we also visited, uh, you know, did some sightseeing and shopping and things like that. Right. And and is it more difficult in Brazil for people with disabilities, especially the blind? Um, that I mean, is, would you know? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, I should know, but I, I don't really know. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> asking you to know. I, I right. you know, I, I was just wondering if you noticed that while you were down there. Um, I yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't remember. It was it was kind of a long time ago. Was it? It was. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, in high school. That's right. It had to be at least twenty years ago, if not more. Uh, well, I was in my early twenties by that point, but right. still, that was almost twenty years ago. <laughs> almost twenty years ago. Yeah. I mean, we are getting old, aren't we? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm getting old. You're just uh, moderately getting old. Um, having said that. After college, did you go straight into work, or did you do anything else after that? I did. Um, I was uh, doing the singing and speaking engagements uh, for the nonprofit, uh, for that nonprofit organization. Um, you know, their fundraising events and things like that. Do you um, want to plug them? Oh, sure. Um, they're called, uh, well, in Korean, it's Mirai. Uh, but the English uh, transliteration is Milal, M-I-L-A-L. Mm -hmm. um, they do a lot of great work with uh, Koreans with disabilities, especially right. children that have, um, you know, Down syndrome and multiple disabilities. Well, right. Not necessarily children, but uh, anyone really. Um, sure. They have classes for them, uh, retreats and camps, um, mm -hmm. and and support. Um, in, in lots of different countries, actually. Right. Um, and uh, so after I, I uh, did that, I um, started working at a computer training center for, for people with visual impairment. Um, mm -hmm. And I was a tutor, and then I also did some administrative work with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went from there to my current job, uh, working at a hospital. In a hospital, and you're on the phone at the hospital. Oh uh, yes, I'm. I'm the like assistant supervisor for the switchboard. Right. I just want to make sure that you're not actually operating on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> Although that is a joke that I tell people. I, I'm a surgeon, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, really? yeah. No, I, I'd imagine that thing flies all over the place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I'm sure that I would tell that kind of joke too. Um, and and. At what point did you start your singing career, your music career? Um, well, I actually officially launched it uh, a year ago, pretty much, um, mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Um, I mean, the the pandemic, of course, has been very unfortunate in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, but, you know, even um, 
you know, part of life is that, you know, not everything is all bad or all good. You know, there are um, good things that do come out of negative yes. situations. Yes. Not, not to discount the negative I things. I mean, I'm honestly happy that you are actually paying it forward. The fact that you've been, you were adopted and, and you were living in those conditions and someone took you out of those conditions. And, Thank you. And gave you a stable home. And you are literally paying it forward with your nonprofit and your volunteering. Oh, thank you so much. And I, that is really my, my hope and my uh, prayer and my dream right. um, to be able to help others because I've been given so much, you know, um, in regards of uh -huh. regarding resources and talents and abilities and things like that. Right. And, and that devotes how much of your time? Um, it, it, it does take, um, quite a bit of, you know, work as everything does, uh, a right, lot of things right. do. Um, now our math clubs uh, that we do, of course, I'm, I'm not really, uh, directly, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not directly involved with that, meaning I don't right. go to the clubs and teach. But you um, are behind the scenes. Yes, I'm behind the scenes and, right. um, you know, giving, uh, talking about them and giving them publicity and uh, involved in raising funds for them. Right. And in your music career, do you actually play any particular instruments or is it just your voice that you use? Well, I mean, I, I do play instruments. Um, I don't really make a living off of playing instruments, though, because... <laughs> It's it's not up to par, but I, I do play guitar. Um, that is very instrumental in my songwriting. Um, right. I play some keyboard. Uh, I have also, you know, taken flute lessons in the past. Um, that's not really, though, my instrument of choice. Um, of course. To play, at least. Uh, but, uh, but playing the instruments definitely does help a lot in um, the songwriting. Right. And do and you write your own lyrics? I do, yes. Um, right. And a lot of it is uh, autobiographical. Mm -hmm. uh, I that's how I I find um, that's what I find the easiest to write. Right. Um, and I have something. I have to have an emotional charge to be able to write lyrics easily. Right. Myself. Right. And I mean, I, I mean, I want to play one of your songs now. Um, and uh, just before I say this, and I'm not even sure I'm saying this right. The fact is, this particular song got over 10,000 views. And that's one of your lowest uh, view counts on your songs. I mean, that's, that's utterly amazing. I mean, yeah, that's utterly amazing. I don't know why I was to say it. <laughs> well, thank I mean, you. It's the Scarlet from the Scarlet Pippino. You are my home. Oh yes, that was a tribute that I um, sang for my parents. They just they celebrated their fifty third wedding anniversary um, last year. Right. And I just thought you know it would be a nice tribute um, to them. Now, just to let you in on a little secret. Um, you know, we do put adverts on some of the uh, songs. So what? Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I would. Uh, it would be awesome to be able to get you know like millions of views and. <laughs> yeah. And no. Of course. Like yeah. Of course. But no. I mean. I mean. Why shouldn't you? I mean. All of this. I should also say that all of the money you earn, um, from your music career, goes to your nonprofit, doesn't it? You don't make a penny off of it. Yes, that's correct. I mean, um, short of short of expenses, of course. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, and and these are all recorded in studio, or was it done at home? Um, actually, I'm sorry about the New York noise in the background. Um, oh no, I love New York noise. <laughs> okay, uh, so "You Are My Home" was actually recorded in the closet. <laughs> was it really? Uh, I yes, I I had a. A friend um, record the track for me and send it to me, uh -huh. and then I, I used an app um, that you know played the track and that I could sing along to, mm -hmm. and um, just to get the peace and quiet and 
you know, the acoustics that I needed, I, I sang sure. in the closet. Now, a couple of the other songs um, were, uh, or, or one of the other songs, I should say, that you're going to play, uh, or that you maybe have lined up, it was recorded in a studio. Right. Um, and, and I'm about to uh, release a new song uh, this summer that will be recorded in a studio as well. Yeah, and we're going to plug that at the end. But, le I mean, I want everyone to listen to your singing and how amazing it is. Oh, so you. here is You Are Your Home by Elizabeth L. And uh, hopefully you guys will find it just as amazing as I do. I'm sorry, I don't have an applause track for you. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that's enough. amazing. That's amazing. I mean, um, was the accompanist yourself or someone else? Oh, no. Um, thank you. Uh, yes, I, I did actually want to give him a plug. Um, his name is Jimmy Fontanez. He's mm -hmm. a very, he's an amazing, very talented musician. Um, he actually lives in Alaska. Um, so it's amazing what you can do remotely. Um, so he just listened to the track like a few times, 
that I sent him, and then he uh, played it by ear. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And uh, you developed the music on your own, or he did? Oh, no. This song is actually... I didn't write this song. Um, you didn't You didn't write it? No, no. This is a cover. This is from um, the musical called The Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, right. But I just thought that it would be... Like, the lyrics would be uh, very fitting, like, to sing to my parents. Even right. though in the musical, it's a, a brother and sister singing. But um, but I sort of changed the... Uh, changed it for to my fit, purposes to fit your purposes yeah <laughs> yes and and was there a reason you chose this were you giving them sending your parents a message of how you felt about them adopting you oh yes i i wanted to give them you know a, a tribute and thank them you know um on, on their anniversary um and yes i i am very grateful to them they're two of my heroes you know yeah um they've they've done so much for me and us, you know, my, my siblings and me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's I mean, this. it shows it's all over your website that you love your parents very much and they love you. Well, thank you. I mean, it's amazing. The, the love given between the two of you is amazing. Thank you. Well, the two of you, the three of you, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, the two entities, so the two uh, something. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was it. I mean, at at some point, you developed the, the you brought the lyrics or copied them over rather, and adapted them and changed some words here and there, so that it fit your particular scenario. Right. Actually, I didn't change any of the lyrics. Um, they just all seemed to fit. Um, wow. I, I first learned, I first heard that song in college. My roommate uh, used to play the soundtrack to the Scarlet Pimp- Pimpernel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that song ever since then. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, I don't know, it just kind of came to me like, you know, I should sing this song for my parents. So sure. uh, just that's how that came about. I mean, it, it also begs the question, are you into the popular music K-pop at all? Uh, I do enjoy some of it. Um, the, the jazzier sort of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it, but but some of it. Right, right. I mean, my daughter just absolutely loves K-pop, and she won't doesn't stop. It's like, do you understand it? And she says, yes and no. I mean, she just repeats the words. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, and, and she doesn't speak in a word of English or any of my dialects or Annabelle's dialects, Annabelle being my wife, of course. Yes. And, uh, you know, she has aspirations of being a singer also, but she doesn't mm-hmm. devote as much time as she should. I mean, right now she's studying her student career and that's by choice, her choice. And, uh, but we have allowed her access to various tools and utilities that would help her with her music career. She just chose to concentrate on school for now. Right. Well, that's good. And, you know, maybe, uh, she can do it, you know, after she graduates or, you know, after she focuses on the studies. Exactly, exactly. Um, I want to play another song. This one, again, just under 12,000 views. I mean, getting this many views is amazing. Um, I mean, just for songs alone. And you're not even, well, exposed in terms of, of marketing, are you? No, um, I have a very, I have a wonderful team that helps me with, um, you know, with the adverts and with uh, putting, making the videos uh, that go along with the music. Um, they're they're wonderful. I can't say enough good things about them. And but they really, right. they really help me uh, with with um, you know the, the things that I'm not really good at doing myself <laughs> or don't know much about. Right, and this track is called "Remember." Remember me, yes. Yeah, and how did it come, how did you come about writing that one? Um, it's interesting. I actually wrote the melody uh, or, or the music um, a long time ago in my early twenties, um, and then um, later I, I came up with the lyrics. Um, <clears throat> basically, it's a song, kind of like an imaginary conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Or or letter uh, like to my biological mother, um, right. or my my biological family, 
um, sort of someone described it as a self-portrait in music mm-hmm. um, sort of describing my my journey uh, of, of coming to terms with my adoption um, and and just the fact that I was abandoned and that the struggles that I felt you know even though I had a very loving family mm-hmm. um, you know that adopted me um, you know you still wonder and, and uh, you have to come to terms with the fact that you were abandoned right and then yeah. you wonder, you know, was it something, was something wrong with you or, you know, um, yeah. was it your fault and, you know, things like that. Um, I imagine the self-doubt didn't help at all. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I've, I've always been a very, like, sensitive person and very introspective. So those are just some of my thoughts. And then, um, but just realizing that it was for the greater good um, that, you know, had I, or because I came to the U.S. or because I was abandoned, Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, and then later adopted, that I have uh, a lot more opportunities than I probably would have had over there, growing up right. as a disabled uh, orphan girl. And right, right, and I I take it South Korea isn't uh, ripe with opportunities for the blind there, or is it all people with disabilities? Um, I would say it's a, a lot of people with disabilities. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of cultures still have a lot. Um, they have very um, backwards thinking, <laughs> right? And very I, you can say it. I I understand. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my co-host Claudia said uh, told us about Me- Mexico, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of backwards there too. Yes. Um, so they, <clears throat> you know, they th- there needs to be a lot of education and awareness uh, mm-hmm. spread. I mean, unfortunately, n- no other country is a, is as progressive as North America, yes. and by North America, I mean Canada and the U.S. But yes, still, I mean, at least they're trying at some point. Yes, yeah, right. they're 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 definitely, you know, making uh, some progress. Right, right. Okay, well, let's let's play "Remember Me" and. Uh, like I said, it's uh, over 10, over almost 12,000 views. Awesome. So, yeah, here we go.
Wow. I have to say, I mean, did you do your own backup vocals? Yes, I did. Right. And that was the, using the same software in a closet, or was that done in the studio? <laughs> no, I have was, to ask. <laughs> <laughs> this one was actually done in the studio. Um, my producer, actually, believe it or not, is, uh, is remote. Um, right. He, John Milan, um, he actually lives in South Africa. Uh, he's a friend of, um, of uh, one of the members of my team. Um, okay. and he, he played the guitar on that and he, you know, did all the instrumentation, um, right. for the, for the, uh, instrumental track. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was nicely done. I have uh, to say. Thank you. Yes. He, he does a very beautiful job. Um, mm -hmm. and then James King, uh, another one of, uh, a member of our team, um, he did the video for this, uh, song and as well as you are my home, uh, the video. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, I have to say, this is amazing. I mean, are you considered an alto or a soprano? I'm a soprano. Um, right. I've, I've always been a soprano. I feel like as I'm getting older, my I can't go quite as high as I used to be able to go, but that's okay. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, I... I have to ask, and, and you'll forgive me because I really want to know this. I mean, did you uh, did you get therapy or counseling to deal with with your issues? I mean, with how you felt. I mean, I have. I mean, not that your parents weren't supportive or anything, but at some point, there's only so much a parent can actually say to you that makes you feel better in the long run. I mean, did you have to go through counseling and therapy for it? Um, I did. Um, I did try a couple different counselors, um, and I found that um, I didn't do it like long term or anything. But um, they were um, they were helpful uh, to to some extent. And and I mean. You had problems finding one that was compatible, I take it? Um, yes, I guess just the, the style that I was looking for. Um, like, I always wanted to be a psychoanalyzed, and, <laughs> and I didn't find one that, that did that quite. But um, but they offered a lot of helpful uh, helpful right. advice and, and nuggets. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, did it take you a long time to come to terms with those feelings? I think you know. Um, it it took um, quite a few years, I guess. I would say, you know, when when uh, kids are in their adolescence uh, stage, um, they deal with a lot of different things. Um, so, I think it was when I was in high school and and in college. I was really thinking. I I really uh, struggled a lot with with um, those emotions and self-doubt. But as I grew older and, and gained some more experience and greater perspective, mm -hmm. then I began to, um, to, to have a, a different perspective and um, come to terms with it more. Do you have children of your own? I do. Uh, we have one, uh, one teenage boy. Wow, and and he was conceived uh, when you were younger, I guess, if he's a teenager? Yes, um, I always have wanted to adopt, but that didn't quite work out. Um, uh, but yes, so we, we have one. Right. And, and, I mean, I'd imagine that you're giving him a life that's equally, if not as more loving than what you received, I take it. Well, I, I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that it's more loving, but, um, but you know, we try our best as parents and mm -hmm. um, parenting isn't something that comes naturally to me. You know, some people just have a knack for it. You know, they, they feel like they were born to be a parent and they're, you know, always working with children and babies. Like mm -hmm. I, I was not quite like that, but, um, but you know, I, like I said, I, I do my best and try to read different things, and it, it's very challenging, though. Can I ask what you find hard about it? 
Um, oh, sorry about the phone ringing. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, well, the teenage years for sure are very mm-hmm. challenging. Yes, As, no, I know. I can, <laughs> I, I can uh, sympathize with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, just children are very different and trying to find their own identity and going mm-hmm. through their own struggles and challenges. And right now, with you're not exact. You're not mm-hmm. exactly sure how to guide them. Yes, exactly. I'm. I'm. I'm no expert. Right. I'm. I'm very human. <laughs> No, of course, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, the well, remote, contrary uh, to your singing, I have to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I um, mean, as angelic as it is, I mean, at, at some point you have to admit you're a human. Oh, yes, and, thank you. I'm, I'm no angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up for debate. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shall we? Uh, I mean, I want to get to this last track that we have. I mean, this one garnered over 24,000 views. And and this is amazing. I mean, you're the first person that I've actually seen with this many views, uh, with this kind of view count. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first person I've actually uh, interviewed. Uh, so I feel kind of honored and, um, well, um, intimidated, actually. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're being interviewed by this petty man who has nothing better to do than to interview other people. (laughs) No, you you have a you have a great channel, and the work you're doing is wonderful. But um, but you you know, thank you for thank you for saying that. But um, uh, so this one was actually a collaboration. Um, Mm -hmm. my my friend uh, Colin Beck on my team. Um, he. It was actually his idea to write an anthem of hope, or that's what we wanted it to be mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually wrote, started writing the song, uh, I believe, last March. Right. And. Um, wait, wait. You're saying it hasn't even been out a year? No, we officially released it in August. Holy shit. <laughs> but but there again, you know, we we ran adverts and things like that. Honey, adverts my ass. There's twenty four thousand views. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, some people have twenty four million. So. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, but those are people with lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, twenty four thousand views for someone as with little to no marketing like you. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, obviously your singing is good enough that other people want to listen to it. Well, thank you. And so we, um, so uh, Colin and I co-wrote the lyrics. Um, John Milan, our, my producer, actually mm-hmm. wrote the uh, the music uh, for this one. Right. And, um, and, you know, he's playing, uh, doing all the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also uh, put the video together for this one. But like right. I said, we wanted it to give people hope and encouragement. We also wanted it to, I also thought it would be relevant to the social social justice, um, uh, shall I say? It, um, the climate of today? Yes, exactly. Right. Um, but, but the video uh, deals with the, um, with the, uh, the, the pandemic and, and things like that. And I'd imagine it, it kind of illustrates what people are going through as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. This is Victoria's, um, done, again, done by Elizabeth L. And uh, you can find her on Apple iTunes as well. Yes, all the major platforms. Amazon, all the major platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I mean, you can get this music anywhere hopefully it gets you know lots of money for this poor woman i mean somebody's <laughs> got to subsidize her work i mean if i if i can't do it somebody should oh. <laughs> thank you and here we go here's victoria
Um, I mean, what I, I mean, can I ask how much does it cost to, for our viewers, how much does it cost to bring something like that to life? Uh, well, I guess it, it all depends on how much you're doing yourself, mm -hmm. um, how much, uh, you know, you're paying for a studio, right. um, things like that. So, um, I, I guess it, it, it really depends. I, I, I don't know if I can give you a definitive answer. Because, no, of course. And, and then, like, uh, the video was really well done by John, like I said. Mm -hmm. um, so. I have to ask, um, is John visually impaired or no? Uh, no, he's not. Right. No. Okay. And, and I mean, how did you meet John? Uh, well, I actually met him through uh, my friend Colin, uh, who's on my team. Mm -hmm. Um and oh but speaking of visually impaired uh people um i should mention that the people who recorded my okay the the person that recorded my vocals on remember me mm -hmm. um he has his own studio in new york city right uh, in queens uh, he is visually impaired um he is a very talented uh, uh engineer producer um musician his name is slow Haladin would be Sharp Studios. Okay. Um, and he recorded my vocals for that song. And um, Remember Me, the vocals uh, for Remember Me re were recorded by my friend and also very talented musician, etc. Ernest McCullough. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and he's also uh, he's also he's blind. He's just about totally blind. Right. And do do, do these engineers have your have websites of their own? Um, I believe uh, B Sharp Studios has, um, I believe it's bsharpstudios.com. Right. Uh, the word B, B E. Um, Ernest, I don't believe he has his own website. Um, John is. Um, like I know how how voiceover pronounces it. I'm just trying to think what what the words really are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get back to you on that. It's something about make, or make sonic dot com or no dot dot co dot z a. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, again, I mean, you're amazing. Is uh, you're amazing. Sorry, your singing is amazing, but then you are amazing as well. 
So, you know, don't take that out of context. Well, thank you but I mean, I have to, I, I have to say, your music is is you can find Elizabeth's music everywhere: Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Definitely go check her out. Uh, the link to her webpage, her website, is uh, in the description box. So is the link to her youtube channel where you can catch more of her performances um elizabeth i have to say thank you for being who you are and for giving us the talents of your voice oh well thank you so much it's it's really a pleasure and i've really enjoyed chatting with you thank you thank you and um hopefully we can get you back uh if you release another uh another track or Maybe an album in the works? <laughs> um, Just an, maybe? Yes, an album would be a lot of work. Uh, that's why we've been doing uh, singles. But um, I mean, will uh, you be combining all the songs to make an album? Uh, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is a good idea. Um, and, and it is something that we've talked about. Um, now, I do have a, a song that I'm currently working on mm-hmm. um, that I'm very excited about um, that I plan on releasing in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little later than I intended, but that's okay. Things right. happen. Well, um, creative process doesn't have a yes. uh, an actual sharp shooting point. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and yeah. for that one, I wanted it sort of to be like a song of uh, encouragement, sort of like an anthem um, for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought of the idea as we were writing the song Victorious last year. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's uh it's a very like fun sort of feel good upbeat positive song um very like sort of poppy very lighthearted um originally i wanted to get like video submissions and photo submissions from people who are right. disabled yeah doing different things either walking with their guide dog or i'm sorry i meant to i meant to plug that and i apologize oh, no. <laughs> no worries um so or, or doing uh, i'll give an example like um I have video footage of me ice skating and um, a photo of me. I don't know if the photo is high quality enough, but of me um, riding a horse. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, disabled people doing things that, um, you know, doing, uh, being themselves, doing what they do well. Sure. And um, just for for the the population of the world that is not disabled to see us um, in in a positive light. Um, not just people sitting at home doing nothing. Yes, exactly. And some, you know, people to be, uh, you know, shown sympathy or, you know, things like that. Right. Right. So we don't like the pity. We want people to actually know we can do this stuff. Yes, exactly. And see us in action. So right. just in case any of your audience um, do want to be part of my music video, mm-hmm. um, people how, can... How yes. can they contact you? Uh, ElizabethL64 at gmail.com. That's E L I Z A B E T H E L L E 64 at gmail.com. I'll put that in the description box. Oh, I apologize you. for not doing it first uh, beforehand, but. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Like I said, the creative process is not a pinpoint precision. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, having said that, I mean, there are no specific uh cuts or videos or pictures you're looking for no just um whatever people do whether it be sports like goalball or mm-hmm. uh, beatball or um or you know like i said for me i was ice skating um right. or if it's people cooking or playing instruments or um just even whatever. people on the even people on the computer writing yes yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. or people um uh, you know, some some people uh, draw or paint. Mm-hmm. Um, just whatever, whatever you do, that's what I I, I want. And um, it, it could be like a maybe a two minute video clip. Um, you know, very high definition. Um, I mean, or photos, high resolution. Where where are you in the song process at this point? Um, I've. I've uh, written all the lyrics. Um, oh, okay, so uh, you've got the lyrics down. Yes, um, right. and it's it's basically about you know um, 
basically about you know being the boss overcoming obstacles um sure. uh helping each other out um and um the instrumentation is ready i just need to record uh the vocals um which mm -hmm. i won't be able to do for about another two weeks but that's okay um oh of course that's okay <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be uh, mastered and mixed and then um, right. we'll be creating the video and so, will it be mastered by john himself or yes uh, it will okay yes. so this is another collaboration between you and john yes right so would you say he's your engineer for pretty much all your music oh yes he is he's my engineer and, and producer right so he must be a really good friend i mean i don't know him very well i know him through colin but he is a very lovely person um, right and um he's very helpful with, right. um, with all of this yeah no i'm happy for you i mean obviously someone cares enough to do this for you and and make you sound amazing thank you and well not that you need any help <laughs> with that but still uh, you know it takes a lot of process to mix in vocals and 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 instrumentals together and create a tune like victorious i mean that sounded amazing oh thank you yes it, it does i imagine take a lot um you know to get the right balance the right mix and right i don't think i have the patience for it myself but thankfully people do <laughs> well yeah you don't even like being a parent <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Hey, I, I, I'm right there with you. It's so hard to deal with a teenager, and and, I mean, I have my doubts at the terrible twos, but, you know, eventually she grew out of it, and now she just has to grow out of her, uh, teenage years. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like she's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah we'll see what happens after college yes. but uh again i want to thank you for being on this show you were a terrific guest a terrific singer and i really wish you all the luck with your nonprofit and your music career oh thank you and, so much uh, and i'm glad that you're on on the team at the hospital i just hope they give you a chance to actually do some surgery <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and for the work that you do. And it, it's been a pleasure to be a guest on your podcast. And um, all the best to you. No, thank you very much. Bye-bye, folks.